0: Welcome to another great episode of R.J. Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. It's episode 55. Welcome to another episode. My name is Taylor Ringold. My co-host Griff Warner is here right beside me. He's actually right next to me. No, I'm just kidding. He's not next to me. He's across from me on screen. But Griff, uh, glad to see your face. Glad to talk some baseball again on this beautiful Friday morning here what's going on brother how are we doing uh we're
1: doing well i'm glad it's already a great episode uh three words in and uh you know celebrating number 55 double nickels uh shout out Derek brooks and his uh 500 pound squat at florida state university if i remember correctly um, which is probably people are doing like nine thousand squats now i don't know what the number is but uh clearly your boy isn't but um you know <laughs> have been better uh unfortunately lost my best bet from monday brady singer didn't really have a great start um and uh the bullpens didn't uh didn't really come in handy it's been a tough bullpen week for me uh ian kennedy just continues to get me every time that i need him to come through he'd been really nice to me in the past but this year for the diamondbacks uh tuesday i think this was tuesday and i'll stop my ramble in a second but 5 nothing lead for Merrill Kelly, and Merrill Kelly has these big leads every time he goes out there, and they never hold them. So uh, that was disappointing. I know that your best bet was uh, canceled because Jordan Lyles got a little tummy bug and didn't uh, didn't pitch on Monday, which is uh, probably for the best. But uh, at least yep. it wasn't an 0-2, 0-2-1, because most bets get canceled for no action when a different starting pitcher starts the, f- the inning, blah, 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 blah. But we're going to another this episode. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, I don't know if Jordan Lyles would have made the difference because Bo Bichette hit three home runs in that game. He had the game of his life. So. Probably didn't even to take a pitch. No. I, I mean, he was just, he, he was on. Either. No, he really doesn't. He loves just hitting early in the count. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. Best pitches are going to be early in the count anyway, but. Good for Bo Pichette. I don't have to catch an L in my column. Vacate that. So we're going to start from scratch on episode 55. Shout out Aaron Judge for 55 home runs. Love you. How you doing? He's going to ah. hit a million home runs this the rest of the way. I see them on Sunday. I'm excited. He's going to hit six more by Sunday so that I'm ready to go when he breaks the all-time record. So That'd be uh, nice. I mean, that's it's. I think it's kind of possible, but also impossible. I would love to know what the probability of that is. Anyway, Griff, we got a lot to talk about on this episode. We got a lot. We have 15 games on our slate here. Before we get into our 15th game slate, we'll be we'll be talking about our weekend series spotlight. But before even that, I'm going to give a quick promo to the kiddos. Pre-game like super contest 22 is free and easier. than like super contest NFL five. NFL spread side picks per week is here. It's easier, and you don't even have to make all your picks at once. Plus, the advantage of best of the best number using live lines is available. Winner gets a choice of a 1500 cash prize or enter into next year's Westgate Super Contest with a free proxy included as a bonus. It's free to enter. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find The like super contest twenty two, it's free and easier. And also for all of our listeners, twenty percent off right now. If you use score twenty, it's good for seven days from this podcast release. Griff, I don't know what you're smiling about right now. I don't know what I can't. I can't help it. Like what? Maybe someone. Maybe someone got into the
1: score twenty promo code before they wrote the name of that contest. It just kills me every time. I don't know who the grammar police are. I'm not pretending to be the grammar police. But whatever the heck you read, every episode, it. I mean, I'm probably giving more pub to it than we've had all season, which is probably what I, I should be doing. But it drives me nuts, and I just it's, couldn't keep it straight. I know, date.
0: and you know what? Maybe it's good to mention it, that people might think I'm, like, illiterate, and I can't, and I'm just a moron. I mean, look, I, the, the writing's not bad. It's just not good, you know? I, I wish it was just... You got to understand there's just so much information. For the people at home, there's so much information on our ad sheet we get every single week. I just sound dumb, but I'm not trying to sound dumb. If you enter score 20, you get 20% off. For everybody that listens, you get 20% off. It's good for seven days from this podcast release. I guess that sounds even a little bit better, right? I, I don't know. I mean... You, you. I
1: mean, yes, the writing is tough. Uh, I think we all know by now that you're only like a half moron, not a full moron. Whoa, so, whoa. And Bitcoin's over fine. 20K, baby. So uh, we're back. We're back in the green. Come on, kids baby. Back.
0: The kids are back. All right. So without further ado, Griff, why don't you go first with our weekend series spotlight? It's a Friday episode. We always do it every Friday episode. So what series are you looking forward to to watch and also bet on? Uh
1: it's got I mean thank you for giving me the first choice. I appreciate it. I'm gonna go with the, the Guardians and the Twins, because I think that's that's still like the series you have to pick. Um because the AL Central, I mean, it's sad that they can't have a three-game, three-team series right here, because the White Sox are somehow hanging around bashing dope. the Oakland Athletics right now, gonna get back to one and a half games behind in the AL Central. What's dead may never die. Uh Tony Russo. I don't know if he's in the dugout, if he's sleeping at home, not sure where he is at the moment. But uh the White Sox are are in this race. I mean, I don't know who wants to win the AL Central. It might be that nobody does. They all have golf plans in Putacana and just want to end the season today. But uh Guardians currently one and a half up on the twins, soon to be one and a half up on the White Sox, unless they choke up a 14 run lead. I mean, they're up two touchdowns, probably unlikely. Um but it's a big series for both Cleveland and Minnesota, though they're certainly looking over their shoulder, and uh, they can only play. There's, I mean, the, the the Royals and the Tigers can only play two of the other teams in the division each series, so there's going to be one that's always on the outside looking in. Fortunately for the White Sox, they're playing the A's. But anyway, back to this series. Uh, the Guardians going to go Cal Quantrill, Tristan McKenzie, and Shane Bieber. It's a pretty good lineup of starting pitchers, I got to say. There maybe not so much Quantrill and, and Friday's matchup, but. Uh, Minnesota will counter with, I think, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, and, uh, a famous pitcher called TBD on Sunday. Not God, sure who that's going to go with, but unfortunately, Sonny Gray pitched today. Uh, good win against your Yankees, but, um, they have a lot of TBDs on this list coming up. I don't know what's going on. Joe Ryan's probably starting Sunday would be my guess, but he, uh, got hit pretty par- hard by those Yankees on, mon- uh, on Monday of this week. Um, so. That- that's who i guess. I guess it's Joe Ryan going on Sunday. But you got the the twins who, who smack the ball and hit the ball out of the ballpark. The the tribe who just try to hit Bunt singles. But they actually have a bullpen, and Minnesota do, does not. So uh, a lot of teams going in different directions. Guardians have the lead right now. I think that they're the best team in this division, and I'll pick them to win it. Um, I'm also looking to back them this weekend. The problem is they've got some really good starters going, and they're at home. So they probably should be favored in each one of these games.
0: Yeah, this is a great series, Griff. This is a great series. I, I don't think anybody thought that this division would be this close. No. The, twins, the Twins were definitely the favorites. It, it was a weird situation with the Guardians coming into this year. And also, I mean, at the half point, the end of the first half, they were telling people, hey, look, we're not completely out of it. I know we're not 100% competing. But we're not out of it, so we can give everybody an idea. We might be in, We might be competing this year. Uh, you come into this year, this was a 500 ball club. I mean, it would be, they, at this rate, they're only five games above 500, so we're kind of at that level right now. They have really good pitching in the rotation. They have really good pitching in the bullpen. Their lineup is the weakest part of their lineup. But when it comes to the end of the year, the pitching over, almost overrules everything. And that's what we're seeing of the Guardians. This is going to be a great series. I hope the Twinkies can find a way to keep a stay alive here. This, the, this series in New York was tough. That was really, really tough.
1: Good win today, though, for Sonny yeah. Gray. Very and good one. Maybe a must. But ultimately, I think if the Guardians sweep here, it's going to be really hard for the Twins to overcome that. But if they don't, I mean, even if, if you just lose the series and get one, uh, I think the Twins will probably see themselves. I mean, it'll be disappointing to be two and a half back, and who knows if the White Sox will jump them with three games left in Oakland. But uh, big series, I mean, this one looks like it might come down to the wire, which,
0: I mean, I'm here for that. I am 100% here for that. We we, we love the drama around here. We love, we love a good storyline on this podcast. We always do. And speaking of storylines, my weekend series spotlight has a ton a ton of things going on. You have the Braves versus the Mariners. That is my weekend series spotlight. Game one: Charlie Morton versus Robbie Ray. Game two: Max Fried versus George Kirby, and Game three: the Almighty TBD <laughs> versus Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners. A lot of st- lot a lot of things going on in the series. Griff, the Braves have dwindled that. National League East lead to a half a game behind the New York Mets. The Mets have a series in Miami. The New York Mets have the easiest, I, I want to say it is 100% for a fact, the easiest second half schedule in the league. I'm not 100% sure. not been going if, great so far. No, it hasn't. That's what I'm saying. The Mets have, they you know, Mets fans have been talking a lot of shit about how the Yankees have lost a huge lead. The New York Mets had Just as big of a lead. I think there was like uh, at one point it was nine or ten games. The Atlanta Braves do not lose games. When the Mets lose a game, Braves went up on on, on the one. And, and it's not easy when they have to go into Seattle, which is it, it is not tough to play. It, it's not tough to. It is tough. Excuse me. It is tough Man, to play in go. Seattle. Yes, excuse me. Yes, Thank you. Uh, Seattle at home this year. 36-30, and 30. they're better on the road, on the other hand, but it really isn't a an easy place to play, and the Mariners are on a really good uh, last 10 games, they have won 8 of their last 10, I, I think the Mariners are really going to give the Braves a, a. it's, it's going to be a hard game for the Braves, a hard series for the Braves, but they need this series more than any, and it's a bummer that the Braves have to look at how the Mets are playing, the 56 and 80 Miami Marlins in a tough ballpark to get the ball out of the ballpark, but um, it's going to be a great series to watch. And it's, I mean, it's, Miami, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't like, yeah, Miami
1: hasn't been able to hit since the all-star break. Um, I, They probably should like get the holes in their bats fixed, but the pitching's they, have, great they, have, they have some great starters in this series too. Like, and, and certainly the playing spoiler thing, they're much better at home. I mean, they're, Actually, the same same win loss record twelve under both, which is actually surprised me now because I feel like that means that Miami's lost a million games at home because that I feel like was was very different early in the year. But going Edward Cabrera into Pablo Lopez into Jesus Lazardo, I mean that's a pretty good lineup of starting that's pitching. Uh, the Mets are going to have to pitch well because they're probably going to get three or four runs in those games, and that's going to be going to have to stand up.
0: Yeah, so we got we got a great series spot weekend series spotlight from the both of us and griff without further ado why don't we break down friday's slate leading off with the giants versus the cubbies give me some deets on this series sure Uh, just gonna try to make these all free and easier so we'll go
1: san francisco and carlos rodon at drew smiley uh currently Rodon a minus 148 favorite no total right now because that wrigley field what's up Wrigley field i was actually at ridleyville dogs last weekend um Ate a ton of hot dogs. They're Chicago's hot dogs. Have you had one of those? Sorry, little interlude, but have you had a Chicago style no, hot dog? No, and
0: I'm dying
1: to. I've heard they are fantastic. Very, very fresh. You know, like I think it's the ingredients when you bite into them I'm not trying to make everybody hungry, but clearly I'm hungry late night right now. I'm trying to avoid it myself. But yeah, you know, it's just like a pickle, some like relish or whatever the heck they have on there. It just feels like you're eating something really fresh when it's a hot dog. And that's kind of a nice feeling. Anyway. Uh, hopefully Carlos <laughs> Rodon's not eating those Wrigleyville dogs before the start, as uh, he's a minus 148 favorite. I feel like Drew Smiley's been pretty good, um, like, like <laughs> as I choke to death, um, like low-key good Drew Smiley. I, I don't really like using those phrases, but I feel like it fits Drew Smiley pretty well. And the Cubs ultimately have been competitive. Uh, the Giants have been a dumpster fire, so it makes me lean to the Cubs, even though fading
0: Carlos Rodon is a, a scary prospect. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough aiding, Rodon. And I know you, you did mention that Smiley's had a pretty good year. He had a really good month of August. It's his first start in September last week against the Cardinals, was his worst start of the of his of his 2022 season. Two and a two, two third in pitch, he left seven earned runs, three home runs against a really good lineup in the Cardinals. And for Carlos Rodon, he had a nice bounce back start on September 4th six innings, 10 strikeouts and he has 201 Ks on the season. It is tough to fade the, the Carlos Rodon, but these two offenses are are not great and i probably want to side with the Giants here. But it's tough, man. It, it's tough sometimes to at what time is this game at 4:05 early one. We're getting into September here, Griff. It's windy city. Things could happen.
1: Yeah, you know, things could happen. Uh, shout out to everyone in Chi-Town last weekend. I had a really good time there. Uh, looking forward to make that a uh, an annual event for Labor Day weekend. Next, we'll move to St. Louis to Pittsburgh, uh, or St. Louis at Pittsburgh. Miles Michaelis at Ronzi Contreras. Currently Michaelis at minus 191 favorite, which is a giant number considering how hard he's been hit this year. But unless he's getting hit really hard, he's been really good, and he gets a really weak Pittsburgh lineup seems like O'Neal Cruz and the Cruz missiles alone. Rosie Contreras has been a, a big prospect and he's pitched pretty well this year. Yeah. Um he's a big dog over under his 8. Uh, I'd like to pretend I'm I'm trying to
0: play the buccos here. I'm just not sure how to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued about the buccos in this game. Contreras, I've watched him a few times this year. Uh actually his last start against the Phillies, I don't know what I was doing on August 28th but I was I watched a few of his highlights uh in his last start. Looks pretty nice. Seven strikeouts in his last start. He's got seventy on the year in seventy-four innings pitched. It's nice to see the Buccos have, or nice to see their prospects, pitching prospects rather, merging into something of you know some sort of substance. It's just, um, is this gonna, is he gonna dice up the Cardinals lineup? His last start against the Cardinals on June fifteenth, he went four and a third innings pitched, three earned runs, four runs allowed. Three walks, two Ks. He, he is, He's right hit around three oh six. Now it's at a three four one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could. Maybe late game decision. I might back him because Michaelis hasn't really been hasn't really been pitched really that well this year. He's had some starts where he's pitched lights out, but then there's a few starts where he got absolutely shelled. So I don't know. They're, I'm interested. I d- I don't think the Pirates are the team that's going to shell Miles Michaelis. That's but- the thing. Correct.
1: But um Pirates have been weird too. Like even if it's a close game late, David Bednar is still on the IL. No idea when he's coming back. They might have just shelved him for the year uh tried to get him to lose some weight or something like that. So I don't know what to say about what happens late in that game. Uh the Mets, who we just talked about a fair amount, they're uh visiting Miami as we talked about. Edward Cabrera starting for Miami. Looks like a TBD right now for the Mets because they have Carlos Carrasco going on Friday and Saturday. I think it's going to be David Peterson is actually going to make the start, which is a, a real good pickup for fantasy players if he's available. Maybe not available, but uh, if you can grab him, grab him, because Miami, I still don't believe they can hit. Uh, Mets should be a favorite here. Edward Cabrera's been awesome. Um, Miami just it's can't great. hit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much more we could say without a line in front of us. Next, we've got Washington at Philadelphia. Another one with no line. Patrick Corbin at Noah Syndergaard. I mean, the Phillies have been playing well. Um, didn't have a great day today, but they're still – I mean, in that playoff race on 75 wins, two ahead of the Brewers. So the Brewers are sneaking up. Uh, so that means something. Um, and then the Padres on 76. So maybe the Brewers are, are sliding in there, and we'll get to them in a little bit because they are the next one on our list. Uh, Cincinnati's visiting Milwaukee. Nick Lodolo at Jason Alexander. Not from Seinfeld, I don't think. Um, nope, not Alexander, minus a- a- 136 favorite, under 8.5. And, and I'm very interested in, in Lodolo
0: here. I'm interested in the Reds because they are they are like the poster boy of of spoiler. I can see it happening. They're gonna. We always talk about the teams that are gonna be who's gonna spoil a team that's in contention of making the postseason. The Brewers, man, are have have lost it in the month of August. They are eight games back in the Central, and that right now in the wild card standings, they're two and a half out of that third spot. Behind the Phillies, Griff, I, I don't know, man. When you have Atlanta and the New York Mets are splitting back and forth, who's going to win that division, and then San Diego is definitely, I think, definitely going to make that postseason run. I just don't know. The, the, the Brewers' bullpen has been the – the, the. Oh God. You, if you watch that, that bullpen just crumble the last month, it's been terrible. I, I just don't – they need to win this right now. They need to win this game, and they need to win this series in the worst way. But I like that kid that's starting for the Reds. He has He's had some good starts this year. So um, I, I might ride with the Reds through the through Cincinnati Reds in this game.
1: I mean, I, I like Nick Lodella. He's a little wild for me. He's you with a good arm, but uh, unfortunately he really struggles with the strike zone from time to time. Also looking at uh, Alexis Diaz who pitched an inning two-thirds today <laughs> – Uh, at the cubs got a win but unfortunately he hasn't been used uh back-to-back days after pitching more than an inning yet this season he's their closer and without him uh i don't really trust hunter strickland or whoever the heck is pitching out of that cincinnati bullpen didn't really trust to start with lexity is not likely not available probably means i skipped that one but certainly lean to the reds next we'll go arizona at colorado zach davies at at, uh herman marquez currently mark Kez minus 108, slight home favorite over under is 11. Um, I could see a lot of runs being scored here. Arizona's been playing well, but that bullpen just has dogged me left and right this year, unfortunately. Um, Probably not going to ever forgive them, but um, I'm happy to see that uh, whatever the lefty Joe Mantiply is not in high leverage anymore. His ERA has jumped from like (laughs) 1.5 to like 2.8, and it should be higher than that. Um, But I I like Colorado here. I got to say, I I feel like Mm -hmm. they're such a good home team. Like the numbers are honestly kind of insane what they've done um, at home. Currently, they are, let's see, 20 games under 500, but five games over at home. So that's a pretty meaningful number there. Uh, I like Colorado here. I, I I
0: love Colorado too, man. Marquez his last two starts has been dominant. Last two starts, seven shutout innings, one hit ball against the New York Mets, and then he let up two earned runs against the Cincinnati Reds. Went seven strong again on September fourth. Two back to back starts on the road, going seven strong. I like him against the, the my Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I've had a little success with the Diamondbacks last few uh, last few shows. Zach Davies throws 80-poo, and usually it's just meat down the middle. Maybe C.J. Krohn and Gritchie can hit another home run here. Gritchie had a walk-off home run the other night. So I like Marquez. Dun, dun, dun. Dangerous. But, uh,
1: you know, maybe uh, my co-host and I, Taylor, will be high in the Rockies. Next, we go Dodgers at Padres. Dustin May at Mike Clevenger. Uh, May a minus 157 road favorite eight over under is eight and uh dustin may didn't have a great start last time out um but dodgers are a lot better than the padres uh, both these teams are somehow going to make the playoffs i think uh one team is going to potentially win the world series the other is going to flame out early and i think that is the padres because they can't hit and they just can't come back from all these huge deficits all of it, that often
0: mike clevenger needs a win right here he needs a win Really, really bad. The Padres need a win at home against the best team in baseball, and I think this might be the best bet to get the win. Like this, this is the best opportunity for the Padres to get a W because Dustin May only coming off of his, he coming off his third start of the year after a huge injury to him. I was at Tommy John, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and he got shelled by these Padres in his last start of six earned runs and five walks, which is pretty telling. You know, it's tough when you have a talent like this and Dustin May who throws fucking really hard. The ball moves in every single direction. I wonder how he's used going forward, Griff. Do you think he's just going to be a five inning guy? For a couple more starts, and then maybe throw his ass in the bullpen and get him ready for bullpen action in the postseason. Because I, I, that's how I'm looking at it the rest of his season. They're going to, you know, really take it easy on May's arm. That's why I'm saying this could be a big opportunity for Clevenger to get a W, and May hopefully his offense can wake up. Well, I'll start with Dustin
1: May and uh, the uh... – the Ginger Mafia is not really enjoying uh, your slander at the moment, but um, Dustin May is a really great arm. I do think he's probably the most likely candidate to go in the bullpen, though. Honestly, the whole Dodgers rotation like is possible to go there. I think Julio Urias <laughs> is pretty like s- like solid into a starting position for the playoffs. Same with Clayton Kershaw, though he's not been I mean healthy for a long time. Uh, Dustin May, though, coming off of Tommy John, young arm that they're still trying to protect, I think is a good possibility. Same with Andrew Heaney. Uh, Tyler Anderson's not ever really been a, a consistent starter until this year, until he got to the uh, devil magic of Chavez Ravine. Um, I feel like the Dodgers might be one of those teams that goes like three innings from a bunch of guys in these playoffs. Could happen. It could it definitely happen. happen. And unfortunately, I think it's kind of gone on the radar with Andrew Freeman go- Friedman going from the Rays out west to the Dodgers. No one thinks about him anymore for some reason because the Dodgers have been so good. He still continues to just, like, find guys to just get out to that bullpen. N- No-name guys that have, are, p- like, Alex Vesia pitching to a sub-2 ERA. Like, where would that Crucial come from? innings, too. Crucial innings for him. And, and, and unfortunately, it's something that you have to think about if you're betting against the Dodgers because they're a big favorite every game. Um, It's tempting to go the other way because you don't have to win 50% of your bets to be profitable against the Dodgers. But... Uh, you're going to lose a lot of those, unfortunately. So uh, I'm not sure what, exactly what the plan is for the Dodgers in the playoffs, but all I know is that I'm going to probably pick them to win the world series, or at least that would be my favorite in mind. And I know as both of ours coming into the year uh, with that said the Padres, I mean, this series, they're going Clevenger, Snell and Musgrove. And I got to say, they're looking over their shoulder right now. They got a three win lead on the brewers who are <laughs> quietly coming, coming right up their tail. Uh, and the Phillies are only one game back of them. So, I mean, there's some concerns there, I think, for the Padres. And I feel like based on who they are and what they – the talent level, um, they should be overachieving. But they're they're ripe for the pick I think. Um, I don't know that I like Clevenger enough, and I don't really want to fade the Dodgers. So I'll, I'll move on to the American League, which unfortunately we don't have a line for this one. Tampa Bay, Drew Rasmussen at Frankie Montas from the Yankees. I don't know if there's some surprise in the Yankees rotation or if that's a Rasmussen thing.
0: I don't know. I, 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 just for a little note on this game, Rasmussen. I think he's going to have a, a a really good game against the Yankees. Rasmussen has had a great season, underrated season, I might add. Nine and four record, a two seven zero ERA, big big clutch uh, rotation arm for these Rays when they have Glass out and McClanahan sideline for a few. So when you have a guy like this on the mound against the Yankees, which is a crucial crucial series, a little worrisome. Montas had a great start, uh, not great start, good start in his last outing as as a Yankee. Do you trust that to happen again? I'm praying to everything.
1: That Griff. that doesn't answer my question. Do you trust it? Yes. You no no. I saw you look <laughs> off camera when you said that. I like the, look, the people. Man, they're listening um, to Apple Podcast. They don't they don't see no, they the facial don't. expressions. Everyone literally kids,
0: kids, kids. kids, Listen, I would love for a Frankie Montas seven strong innings. What was his last start? I got to just say (laughs) real quick. Oh, Yeah.
1: I'll take the under on seven strong, even against the Rays, who uh, might hit like you Look, and I, Look, right his now.
0: last start, he pitched really well against these A's in Tampa, five innings, a lot of one hit, struck out seven, didn't even walk a Ray. Oh, but he's didn't going seven
1: walk. in the BX to- tomorrow. Yeah, okay.
0: Because you know why? Because the bullpen for the Yankees is toast. The entire team is walking on crutches. Everyone's on the IL. Every reliever's on the IL. They used... 13 innings of baseball, 12 innings of baseball in game one of the doubleheader yesterday or two days ago. So the Yankees need Montas to go seven innings. If he can pitch 10, I'm happy, okay? But that's not going to happen. Give me seven strong of one hit ball like you did last game. I'm seeing you guys on Sunday win these first two, and then I'm coming Sunday, and you better be sweeping. I'll bring the brooms, and I'll bring the pail with them too. You guys don't let me down. I'm done talking about the Yankees until next episode. <laughs> Got it. Well, they're going to come <laughs> up
1: again, end of show. I can predict that for you. Oh, uh, really? Next we we'll
0: oh,
1: Yeah, I'm going to go a little off the radar. But uh, Frankie Monta, I'm gl- glad that Aaron Boone, I mean, Aaron Boone did a lot today not to uh, get ejected. I was very proud of him. I would have definitely gotten the heat. He's I was waiting. Yeah, he, I mean, he went out there to argue a, a replay thing, which you're not allowed to do at all. And he made sure to put his hands in front of his body to say, look, look, I'm not arguing, but he definitely was arguing. He's saying, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, I, yes, he was definitely arguing Larry Van over, you know, what, a, what a guy, but uh, that's probably oh, enough for, for as we speak. I just think like, you're going to pu- keep pulling Frankie Montas out there for seven innings. I don't think he's got that in him. Next we'll go Boston at Baltimore, Brian Bayo at Austin both both has been really good Uh, kind of out of nowhere. Just like, all of the Baltimore pitchers wouldn't be shocked if we find some like sandpaper doctoring system coming into play or something oh, like that. Don't be uh, talking that season. nonsense. I mean, dude, you, you explained just by putting up a wall in left field, that the worst team in the world is all of a sudden a playoff caliber team. I'm sorry. There's a big difference here. I don't think it's the rocket scientists in the, uh, in the Virgin basement. Uh, that's really doing this. So um, with that said, both is a minus minus one thirty favorite over unders eight and a half. Um I it's tough for me to pick it in this type of situation because I believe in the Red Sox lineup, it's very banged up, which is a problem. But at at its best, the Boston Red Sox lineup should be able to hit Austin both pretty hard and should be able to outslug the Orioles. Problem is their bullpen's not very good. and Baltimore, I just can't believe that Baltimore could keep winning three-2 games in a in a park that used to give up
0: like a thousand runs a year. Big problem is can the Red Sox handle that bullpen? That's the big problem. That bullpen is what's keeping the Orioles in games and winning a lot of ball games, and I think that is the reason why the Orioles are going to win this game, and that's why they pitched, they played so well the second half. I'm really take, I'm really serious, man. This bullpen has saved this team. Yeah, the pitchers are going five, maybe five strong innings, solid innings, and, and keeping the team alive. You're seeing a lot of clutch hitting, and you're seeing a lot of clutch pitching in that bullpen. That's what's getting it done. I feel like when he versus Bayo again, who Bayo on the year hasn't pitched well, one and four, the five nine one 9 ERA, hitting that six ERA. He's going to hit it again. He's going to hit it right after this game. So I'm going to stick with the O's. All right, yeah,
1: I don't have a lot of faith in Brian Bale. Next we'll go Toronto at Texas, Russ Stripling. Your boy. Uh, my guy. We haven't talked about him in a while. Yeah, he's had a good year. He shut me up. Um, hard to do, but he's done it. Dane Dane, Dunning on the other side, uh, pretty big home underdog, considering I don't still believe in Russ Stripling to be the the savant that he's been so far this year, but he's been solid, and he's getting a Texas lineup that I just don't know how much Texas cares right now, unfortunately. Uh, currently stripling a minus one fifty one road favorite over under is eight uh the Jays are a much better team they should win this game um they I mean speaking of Bobbuchette's three home run performance on on Monday good for him but I just I don't think that's a consistent thing that's gonna happen a lot as we haven't seen it at all this year. The Jays are one game behind the Rays but now are four up in the win column uh on the Orioles uh, which is a big deal um three behind the Mariners now, uh, seven ahead of whatever the heck is going on in the uh, AL Central right now. So um, the J- the Jays look a lot safer than than when we've been recording it recently, which is good for them. And I think that confidence from being uh, a little bit safer into the playoff, I think will help them perform in the series.
0: It's nice that Toronto gets to face a struggling offense in the Texas Rangers with the lead that they have right now. Four-and-a-half game lead up on the Orioles for that final spot. In the playoffs, Stripling, he, your boy has pitched really well. He has almost yes. under three, three ERA. Do you think he can keep it going against the Rangers, though? I know I know there's, I know, know there's, deep down you don't want to side with, with your guy here. I I know deep down. Look, you don't like Stripling. I don't like Lance Lynn. I bet against Lance Lynn, and I've lost against Lance Lynn because I'm using my emotions over what's really coming out in front of me. Would you back your guy? I so you keep saying he's my guy when he's like the opposite of my he's guy. completely the opposite
1: of Grip's guy. That's I'm but I know I'm just joking, been, but but he's, he's been good enough. And I can let's see how quickly I can pull this up. Uh, but I know I own him at least one fantasy team, so I, I've you know, I've seen the error of my ways. Um, it's not really that hard for me to jump on a random pitcher, I gotta say, because they kind of get hot from time to time. I hope that I own him in more than one league. I own him. I own him in one, so I guess that's not that much. But I'm in the playoffs of that one, so that one matters to me. Hopefully, he is a good start. Um, but I, I just feel like his his ceiling is is limited. But I don't know if the Rangers won and nine in their last ten. Now behind the Angels in the AL West, um, the Angels have been playing a lot better now that Trout came back. So I think it's one of those situations where it's really hard, and that's what happens in September. We're past the dog days of August. We're now in September. People are just looking forward to the season, end, and I think the Rangers might be one of those teams. You don't want to bet on those teams because, unfortunately, they just want to light your hard-earned money on fire. Next, we'll go Cleveland at Minnesota. Cal Quantrill, as I mentioned in my uh, series spotlight for this weekend. Cal Quantrill at Dylan Bundy. Currently Bundy, a minus 108 home favorite. Over-unders eight uh, right now, juice to the under. Um, I choose the back teams that have good bullpens. I believe Cleveland's has a better bullpen, and they're very clutch. Uh, I don't know that I love Cal Quantrill, but I know I don't love Dylan Bundy. So I like the Guardians here.
0: Whatever. I can't believe I bet on Bundy. I think it was two starts ago, two two best bets ago. I would love to say I'll never, I'm never going to bet on Bundy when I'm going to lie to the public here. On August 29th, episode 52, I bet on Dylan Bundy the Twins, and Bundy pitched the only good game of his life. That game. It wasn't that good because he didn't even get out of the fifth inning. No, the bullpen really helped me out, but I'm giving too much credit to Bundy. But, yeah, I, I like Cal Quantrill. I think Cal Quantrill's pitched for pretty pretty well this year. I think he surprised a lot of people. He's a fiery guy. He has a lot of emotion in, in his pitches. He, he is a big arm in that rotation. He's very valuable for this rotation. Like I mentioned before, pitching is what's saving this team. It's reason why they're five games over five hundred. It's Jose Ramirez, and that's just about it. Nailers had some moments here and there, Yep. but you really can't rely on anyone. I mean, look, you had uh, what's his name? Jimenez has had a really good year at second base yes, for them. Sanders, He's yeah. had a really so th- those are really two guys offensively. But yeah, I think I think Dylan Bundy can get roughed up against against the Twinkies, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a, a solid pitching. We, we're going to see a slow scoring game, but the guardians are going to take the win. I mean, they're a, they're a contact
1: hitting team. Dylan Bunny's not been striking out a lot of guys that are fastball top of his own. Just not great. That can get fouled off a lot. Or uh Steven Kwan can slap it in the left field for a nice little single and get the rally going next to we'll go. Angels just speaking of uh, at the Houston Astros, it looks like Michael Lorenzen's finally back from uh who knows what injury probably was looking at himself too hard in the mirror. Um, McCullough' is currently a minus 220 favorite at home over under eight and a half. Uh, I don't know that the Astros have really been that impressive of late. I feel like they've been getting a lot of close wins. Uh, Montero's had a million saves filling in for Presley, which isn't a good sign because you want to beat teams by a million, not win and have to use your closer every night. But um, the Astros hanging on on 88 wins right now. Five ahead of the Yankees um, look pretty good for that one seed in, in the playoffs, especially playing the dregs of their division the rest of the way. Three teams with a 438 win percentage or less. Um, what do you think about uh, the Angels with, I mean, Trout's back, and the Trout and Otani matter, but uh, it's kind of uh, studs and, and duds on
0: that team. Mike Trout has been... Absolutely on fire since he's been off the IL. He's been crushing home runs. Can not he crush Lance, uh, Lance McCullers here? Yeah, I think so, but you, you can't, your offenses can't be Trout and Otani every single night. And that's kind of been the case all year. It's been one or the other or both of them, and that's been it. I'm interested to see what
1: McCullers does because he's gonna be an important arm for that that playoff run. Yeah. I'm not sure that he's ever someone you can trust to be healthy. Over under's eight and a half, not sure I mentioned that, but uh it's gonna to be tough to see how Lorenzo does coming off the IL when he's really been pitching to contact for a lot of the season. Next we'll move to Detroit at Kansas City. Wentz uh from Detroit at Daniel Lynch for Kansas City. Currently Lynch a minus one thirty home favorite over under eight and a half. Um Unfortunately, Lynch has had some pretty poor performances against these Detroit Tigers over the last month or so. He keeps pitching against them and not doing that well. Just surprisingly, because the, the Tigers can't really hit, um, feels like a little bit shorter of a number for me because I I trust Kansas City a lot more than I trust Detroit. Um, what do What do you think about Dylan Lynch's struggles against the the, the Tigers? Do you think he's going to fix it?
0: When you say struggles against the Tigers, that's a shame. Like that, that you can't have that out of your mouth and I can't have any sort of faith in you. You know what I'm saying? I can't have faith in you as a pitcher. When you say struggle against the tigers. I, on the other hand, I like the tigers here. I like Joey once I like, I think once once has been a top prospect for these tigers for, for a while now, 24 years old, one bad start. Uh, well, two bad starts. I actually, I actually won, uh, He's got roughed up in his last start, was first start of the year. But in the minor leagues, he pitched really well. Uh, in Triple A, forty-eight innings, at three seventeen ERA. Not going to be striking out the whole world, but he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Six home runs in, four, in fifty innings, it's not terrible. And he yeah. had one, he had two outings in triple in, in a a plus. Nothing really to show there, but from the minor league standpoint, shows a lot. Tigers really want this kid to pitch really well. Dylan uh, Daniel Lynch really, really not good, dude. And I know we've mentioned he said he's come on this podcast a few times recently. It's kind of weird yeah, like, oh, like, making guest appearances. Uh, it really his
1: is. His name, yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. Daniel Lynch, not great. So I'm I'm gonna ride with the young gun here. See if if see how Joey Wentz can maybe pan out against these struggling Royals. Yeah, I'm looking at his last start at Detroit,
1: five innings, four run runs, four strikeouts, uh five hits, three walks. Not great. Uh start before that at home against Detroit, four innings, six hits, three runs, two earned, three Ks. So I feel like something happens where he's not doing that great. I didn't really know about the prospect pedigree for the Tigers,
0: but Yeah, he pitched um, really well against the, the the twins in his last start. Four innings, a lot of one hit, and that's it. Four strikeouts. Lowered that ERA from twenty to an eight, so that's a that's a plus.
1: I've just learned about the Detroit Tigers and their pitching prospects that never deliver. Max Manning. We'll go
0: plus yeah. goes on.
1: Yeah, uh Terrick Scuble, um well. pace I pace mean, Mize. yeah. Who who's pitching for them right now? Only Matt Manning, I think. Uh next to we'll go Lucas Giolito and the Chicago White Sox. How you trust that guy? I'm not sure. Visiting James Caprillion, who's a <laughs> right-handed pitcher. Just FYI for everyone. He throws from the with his right hand, um, the pointer and middle finger on the right hand. So harder for the White Sox to hit for some reason. Uh, but somehow Lucas Giolito is a minus 152 road favorite. Like, I don't know where we are in this world. Like, are, is this real life? I, am I dreaming? Pinch me. But uh, over <laughs> under seven and a half, not a lot of runs expected in uh, – in Oakland, but uh, I would love to be on the anti the fade Lucas Giolito train. Whoa. I just don't want to do it with a double A athletic team that looked even worse tonight, if possible.
0: Hey, get hey, look, Griff, get your fix in. Come on, I got my Oakland A bet out of the way this year. Why don't you do it this time? Bet on the Oakland A's, take that plus 140. You hate Giolito, you've said it a hundred times that you've Talked a lot of shit about Julio, deservedly so. The guy's got a 5 2 ERA. I think he's been with probably the most disappointing pitcher in, in 2022, you'd say, when it comes to up, upside and what he brings, what he's supposed to bring to this rotation. You'd say that, probably the most disappointing starting pitcher of the year. I mean, if he's not,
1: because he had—I mean—he's always had huge pedigree. It never really worked out for him in is Washington. It, uh, all-star year in, in a couple—is it a couple all-star years or is it one all-star? I mean, year? you know, he—he had—they he, had high expectations of him because he's on like MLB TV's. Like when they don't sell the commercials, he's doing one of them, telling like, "Go to MLB blah blah blah. So you know <laughs> that they thought he's going to be good. The curse of MLB Network or whatever. I definitely bet against them in a start recently. It was, I think, against Kansas City on August 30th. But uh, I'd like to go back and tally up how much I've won against them this year. But uh, we don't have enough time for that on the show. Last but not least, we'll go to your serious spotlight. Atlanta at Seattle. Charlie Morton at Robbie Ray. Pretty good matchup. Late night. Uh, two really good arms. Two teams fighting for the playoffs. Pretty good uh, type of setup here. Currently, Morton a minus 116 road favorite over under seven. Uh I do worry a little bit about Robbie Ray against the Atlanta Braves lineup because it is very powerful. Um but I also got to say Charlie Morton, you know, can handle a, a, a Mariners lineup that has a lot of a lot of holes in it unfortunately. Um I don't think I'll be back in the Braves here as uh which should be a good news for all Braves fans because Kenley Jansen has already blown three saves for me this season. Uh he's the, he's a leader in the clubhouse.
0: Hopefully that won't get beaten. I love the Mariners here. I love the Mariners. I I, we, I talked about it in the beginning of the show with my weekend series spotlight. I like Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray has pitched lights out baseball in the month of August. Since August 5th and his most recent start, September 3rd, you add those together. He is 4-0 in those six games. The Mariners won five of them. He's won 39 innings, allowing just – Let's see. Six earn runs in 39 innings pitch, 44 strikeouts. That's lower that ERA. That's an ERA of one three eight in his last five six outings. I'm very confident with Robbie Ray against the Atlanta Braves. I the Atlanta Braves pitch really well, but I like the home dog here. See if the Mariners can keep keep winning and keep making their uh, playoff. You know, playoff lives, you know, make it a reality. I think right, the Mariners I'll, I'll can bail be a team. Yeah,
1: the Mariners have a great bullpen. And uh, I got to say that 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 gets my juices flowing. So I know, uh, me too. I, I like it too. Um, you're going to be leading off our best bets. But uh, before we get there, mm-hmm. I'll go with a promo code just to restate score 20, not 420 for everyone out there, score S <laughs> C O R E 20. Uh, yes. 20% off for all listeners of the MLB podcasts. It's good for seven days after release, so use it before it expires. With score twenty, you can get uh, overnight access to my leans. It's, uh, I'm putting out all my soccer stuff within my baseball packages currently. Um, you could also buy plenty of picks out there on pregame.com from Steve Fezik, the only two-time back-to-back winner of the free and easier. I mean, Las Vegas Super Contest. Uh, from back at Las Vegas Hilton from back in the day. Now it's Westgate, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's impressive. I don't know that everyone, anyone will ever do that again. Um, 20% off. Use the promo code SCORE20. And without further ado, what everyone's been waiting for, drum roll, please, Taylor Ringgold, give us your best bet for this episode.
0: Going back with the game we just talked about. I'm taking Robbie Ray and the Mariners plus 106 home dog, I just said it 10 seconds ago. Robbie Ray has been lights out since August 5th. He has been the ace that the Mariners got him. The Mariners got this guy, grift for these games. He struggled early in the year. He's picked it up on the sec- in the second half. And this is perfect time for Robbie Ray to heat up. And when you're facing a team like this, you need to be throwing your best pitchers out there. You have Robbie Ray. You can go six or seven. And then the bullpen might be, yeah, you can maybe talk about best bullpen in baseball. One of the best. We I mean, they they have un- unknown names, but they get the job done at the end of the bullpen. They have like Munoz, Andres Munoz so those 102, and then the lineup's pretty damn good too. But this is the Atlanta Braves we're talking about. But I'm still going to ride with the Mariners. Robbie Ray and the Mariners plus 106 home dogs. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. So I alluded to this
1: earlier in the show that I was going to go. uh I agree with the Mariners play, by the way, and it will probably be on my card as well. Um, I'm interested in the Rays, but we don't have a long line right now. And I feel like it's tough to say. I mean, I expect the Rays will close an underdog to Frankie Montas uh, with Drew Rasmussen starting. I don't know what's going to happen or why that the number's not out yet. So instead of going that direction, I'm going to go with a home team that I think we both like. Um, I think – uh Hermán Marquez has been really hot this year. He's had some really good outings against the Diamondbacks so far this season. He's a slight home favorite. Uh I don't really like the D Backs bullpen whatsoever, even if they somehow uh even if somehow Zach Davies outpitches uh Herman Marquez if in a close game late, I feel like the Rockies are just the walk-off team of the world. And uh I feel like that that home record, despite being a pretty bad team in general, their players hit well at home. They're used to playing there, they know how to win there. Five games over five hundred. Better than a lot of the teams in this league, honestly, especially when you're only winning 43% of your games and sit in last place. So I'm going to take Guillermo, or excuse me, Herman Marquez. Sorry, sorry to the Marquez family. I'm going to take Herman Marquez minus 108 right now uh, as my best bet for this episode. You can follow me on Twitter, Warner. Feel free to throw in anything into the, the DMs, whether about the picks you're buying, about... Uh, soccer leans, about any I'm, – I'm trying to get into the NFL season and getting that stuff going, though I usually like to watch week one and see what happens there. Uh, but hit me on Twitter, the real underscore G. Warner, and uh, I'll talk to you there.
0: All right, kiddos, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at Taylor Ringgold, follow me all over social media. Let me know what's going on. We are doing really well on this podcast. We have entered September. We are so happy that you guys have been riding with us all season long so happy say it so energetically i'm serious i know it's late for me it's late for griff uh, i know i might be saying with all the enthusiasm but i am we really appreciate all you guys we say it on every episode but we really do mean it griff and i talk about it a lot through the, our text messages when he texted me at 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning all he said all he texted me was ian kennedy and then I looked at my phone and I threw it across the room, and I knew exactly what it was, and I felt really upset about it. But I didn't, I didn't reply back to him, and I because I didn't want to get into oh, feels. Thank you, thank you. All I right. love
1: getting ghosted by my podcast co-host. It's very nice. It was
0: also like midnight. I was very tired. Anyway, follow us. Let us know what you think about the episodes. Two awesome best bets. You got the Rockies as home favorites. And I got the Mariners as home dogs. Home teams, baby. Home, home, home. We're going for two and zero with home dog with home teams here. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for riding with us. Talk to you guys soon.